The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Tatum. Good ball fake. One more. Tatum. Oh, he caught one. Punched it on Giannis. That was Jason Tatum's monster dunk on Giannis Adetokounmpo. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And welcome to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network. Today is Monday, December 26th. And from our fabulous core of NBA journalists, we're joined by NBA.com senior writer John Schumann today as he goes through his power rankings. We got a good amount of movement here. Boston, as we mentioned, big win over Milwaukee on Christmas Day. They're back up from number two to the number one spot. Denver last week was number seven. They're at number two. Number three, Cleveland up from number four. Donovan Mitchell has been playing fantastic. We're going to preview the Nets. Cavs game here tonight. Number four is Memphis, who drops uh, from number one last week. Number five, Philadelphia. Number six, the Brooklyn Nets. And number seven, Milwaukee. So, John, can't wait to dig into this all a little bit more. Th- thanks for being up here bright and early on, on this Monday morning with us. Well, it's, it, for me on, on a Monday morning, Sarah, it's actually um, bright and late. So, um... Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's a it's a it's always a, a long night coming uh coming through. So you're just ca- you're just carrying it over with done. us. Yes, just carrying over absolutely. with us. 
Absolutely. As I said, we're we're going to get into Celtics and to Bucks, the streaking 76ers and and Nets a little bit later before we preview that Nets Caps matchup. Uh, but talk to me a little bit about last night. We saw a fun one, a lot of a lot of fun games, of course, as always on the 25th. Um, but the Milwaukee Boston game had a lot of intrigue. The number one team in the East against the number two team in the East, in both the Celtics and the Bucks. What did, what did you see out of that game as the Celtics won 139 to 118? Uh, not just between the matchup of these two teams, but in particular to, to Tatum and Giannis. Well, I think first of all, the the Celtics sort of found their offense again after a, a rough a rough stretch where they went one and five. Um, you know, they got a win. Actually, they got a win in in over Minnesota on Friday that I thought was important in that they were able to win a game that they didn't shoot well from three point range. Um, and then they came they came on Christmas and they dominated from start to finish. Um, the Bucks in this sort of recent stretch, they've been having troubles uh, starting games. And they've been falling into holes and they haven't been able to climb out. But I think credit goes to the Celtics. Uh, this obviously was the, the marquee matchup on Christmas. And they controlled it from from start to finish. They were dominant offensively. Um, and they kept Giannis Antetokounmpo from being able to do what he does, which is score in the paint. And um, as you mentioned, Giannis was two for eight in the paint on Sunday. And Jason Tatum was eight for 11. Tatum inside, got it! For that to happen, you know, is pretty amazing given, the, given you know, the the way these two guys play. Um, it's, it's a, a, you know, Giannis had a career-high seven buckets from outside the paint, actually tied his career-high for most um, field goals from outside the paint, which is, which is nice. He shot well from mid-range. Um, and we've been, you know, we're always wanting him to shoot well, but for the Bucks to be at their best, he has to be getting into the paint, scoring, and then obviously um, passing out to his shooters. And then, I, I like, I, like I said, I think with Boston, for Tatum to be able to score in the paint, and for Boston not to just rely on their three point shooting is a positive, and 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 that that's what they did in, against Minnesota, and they, I think they did that, although they did shoot well from from three on Sunday. They were also able to to sort of to outscore the Bucks in the paint, which is you know if you can do that, you're you're in really good shape. Tatum guarded by Connaughton, tough shot. Wow. Man, he is hotter than fish grease. Yeah, and you mentioned it. Let's first uh, talk the Celtics side of things because you mentioned their offense and, and early on, in particular, early part of the season, putting up historic type of numbers, uh, ratings on the offensive side that we've seen that tapered a little bit when they had dropped five of six uh what parts of their offense do you think are sustainable what parts do you look at whether it's with tatum whether it's how they play how they function uh that you could see them remaining in that top spot offensively and continuing to thrive on that in the floor when when they're also have the capability and have the type of personnel to be so good defensively yeah i think well first of all i think the 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 Return of Robert Williams sort of adds a wrinkle on both ends because one, he's he gives them you know uh, an elite interior defender that they didn't have um, you know for the first thirty games, and that's part of the reason why their defense has fallen off. At the same time, he now is is somebody on the floor who doesn't shoot, and that's been the strength of their offenses. They just had seven, eight guys in their rotation who could 
dribble, pass, and shoot, and they just re- they just attack and attack and attack until they get the best shot they can get. Um, often that's a wide open three, and so I do think that you know I don't think their three point shooting was completely unsustainable. Although some guys were putting up um, career numbers, including Al Horford, who's in uh, was it year eighteen, nineteen, something like that. Um, and he continues to shoot well. Um, he shot well on Friday. He shot well uh, Sunday. And but I, I you know, I, I think there needs to be a little bit more balance for them to be the best that they can be. They obviously have to be a little bit better defensively than they have been through the first thirty-five games or so. Um, and Robert Williams does that. Of course, you know, adding him to the mix offensively takes away a little bit, but also gives them a vertical threat, which um, you know can 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 complement their drive and kick game because you know it's going to have defenders sinking in the paint and and um you know not being able to defend the perimeter as well. Yeah, Eastern Conference remains uh remains tops as they've got a lot a lot of strong teams as I mentioned Milwaukee hitting some bumps dropped three straight but it's to Cleveland, to Brooklyn, to Boston. Chris Middleton has missed the last 5 games. They've had three different starting lineups in those games. So Still early here in this part of the season. We're going to take a quick break, uh, but up next, we're going to talk about some teams that are streaking, going the other way. Philadelphia has won eight straight. Brooklyn has won eight straight. And we'll preview the Nets-Cavs matchup tonight on NBA TV. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to NBA Pulse. Sarah Kustak joined by NBA.com senior writer John Schumann. Power rankings, new set drop here today on Monday. And we got number one Boston, number two Denver, number three Cleveland, number four Memphis, number five Philly, number six Brooklyn. Let's talk about some of these teams who have been streaking. As I mentioned, Philadelphia, they're up from eight last week, 20 and 12. They've won eight straight. The Brooklyn Nets as well. They make a big jump up four spots. They were number 10 last week up to the number six spot. They've won eight straight. John, let's dig in. I, I know I see them every night, but I always get curious about a team that I'm around and in the areas you know that I start to watch. I've been watching Kevin Durant just be absolutely otherworldly in how he's been playing. Ky- Kyrie Irving as well, but top to bottom, this group, whether it's Nick Claxton, you look at Ben Simmons coming around, uh, a lot of pieces defensively, they have improved significantly over this stretch, especially under Jock Vaughn, who's been uh, doing such a nice job pushing the right buttons. Rebounding has improved. What have you seen out of the Nets and why they've significantly turned things around from a way that looked like they started the season? Well, I think, first of all, they are legitimately better defensively than they were last season. And that and a lot of that has to do with size. You know, the fact that they, they're just bigger on the perimeter with Ben Simmons, with Royce O'Neal, um, with TJ Warren. Um, with Yuta Watanabe, you know, they just have... Yuta. Yuta's a, a, a fan favorite, John. <laughs> they have bigger bigger guys on the perimeter, right? If we remember last year, they had to basically play two of Kyrie Irving, Stephen Cur- or Seth Curry, and Patty Mills at all times, and that just made them tiny uh, in the backcourt. And then they're basically playing Bruce Brown, who's 6'4", at the three um, in that playoff series against Boston, Bruce Brown was the primary defender on Jason Tatum. And while Bruce Brown is a great defender for his size, he's also just, you know, 6'4", and Jason Tatum was able to shoot over him. And so I think, um, you know, in regard to defense, size matters. And the Nets just have a lot more size this year. And I think they're just playing a little bit. They're a little bit more engaged defensively this year. I don't know if they're the, they're not the most engaged defensive team, but um, there has been improvement on that end, and I think that's legit. And then Kevin Durant is is just absolutely ridiculous the way he's shooting the ball. Here's Durant. Holiday draped all over him. Durant leads in and banks it home. He is 50, 57% from mid-range um, on... 225 attempts from mid-range between the paint and the three-point line. The 225 is second to DeMar DeRozan, um, who leads the league for the umpteenth year in a row in mid-range attempts. But the 57% would be the best mark for any player 
on at least 200 attempts in the 27 years for which we have shot location data. So that's, it's just amazing. He's also shooting, um, you know, ridiculously well in the paint as well. Like his three point shooting is, is kind of average for Kevin Durant or even below average for Kevin Durant, but he's just shooting so well inside the arc. It doesn't really matter. Durant floats it up and in. Over three white jerseys, the outstretched arms. And in that same vein, I think Nicholas Claxton's been really, really good. Durant lobs, Claxton catches, and finishes. There you go, that's the truck. The stat I have uh, this week in in the Nets blurb is that uh, Claxton is shooting 76% in the paint, which is the second best mark among 169 players with at least 100 uh, field goal attempts in the paint. So I think Claxton has improved quite a bit. Um, it reminds me a little bit of Jared Allen's improvement. Do you remember when Jared Allen came in the league? I like do. That's an his rookie comparison. year, like he couldn't he couldn't score unless he was completely untouched, right? Like if 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 there was anybody between him and the basket, like he wasn't gonna finish. And I thought Claxton was was similar when he came into the league, but both of them year by year have just improved their ability to finish, their ability to score around defenders. Um, Claxton still doesn't shoot from beyond six, seven, eight feet. Um, but he doesn't need to, uh, given all the shooting that they had. And, and, you know, the, the, the minutes with Claxton and Ben Simmons on the floor have still been somewhat limited, even though they're starting together, but the nets over this stretch where they've won, was it, uh, 12 out of 13 or something like that? I think that it sounds is. sounds about right. They've been right. they've been really efficient offensively with those in li- the limited minutes with those two guys on the floor. So that is, you know, ner- noteworthy given that they want to be able to play um those guys together to be at their best defensively. Shu, you're a pro's pro. You just teed us up. You a big old matchup. Let's uh, <laughs> let's highlight what's happening with the Nets and the Cavs. You mentioned Jared Allen uh, Nick Claxton facing him, but just uh, the size. When you talk about Nets have size and they have size across all four or all five positions, often when they're playing, but not necessarily uh, the the type of muscle you always need on the inside. And the front court of the Cavs is excellent. Donovan Mitchell has been spectacular. Uh, Cavs currently third in the East, two games back of first place Boston, a half game back of Milwaukee. The Nets are just a half game behind them. So last time, it's the first meeting of the season. Last time these two teams met, uh, they were playing for the in the play-in game for the seventh seed, this time for third in the East. But when you, you look at this matchup between Cleveland and Brooklyn here tonight uh, on NBA TV, 7 o'clock Eastern, what, what jumps out to you? I mean, I, I think on both sides of the ball, it's it starts with, like, how do they defend the best player? And, and for Cleveland, how do they defend Kevin Durant? Are they going to try to run two defenders at him um is that going to force him to get rid of the ball is jared allen going to maybe just sit back in the paint and allow him to durant to get to his spot you know that you know 10 12 feet from the basket so he can get to his short pull up and then brooklyn how are they going to defend donovan mitchell um i imagine royce o'neill get the initial assignment but are they switching you know is cleveland going to sort of hunt kyrie irving in in you know with 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 some uh, guard guard screen so I'll be fascinated to see you know how each team defends the best player and I think everything sort of goes from there and then obviously Brooklyn's just got to 
be as strong as possible on the offensive on the defensive glass and and limit second opportunities for Cleveland. Yeah, it's going to be a fun matchup as you mentioned the Cavs with the number 1 defense in the league and in a lot of connections between these two teams. It will be uh it will be a, a good one no doubt. I w- I'm here. I'm actually already here, shoot in Cleveland, uh, getting set to call that on the Yes Network. But as always, thank you so much for your time, and we look forward to digging in more to your power rankings this week. Coming up on Wednesday, it's going to be Mark Medina, who will join me with the biggest news uh, from the Western Conference over this week and weekend. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 